the, go the government allowing this to happen is like its commission for that sport. So yeah. I would say make the money. If something does happen, guess what? It, they could say we were cleared by our state to do it. So that's the result. We followed the rules. It did work out. Our bad, but we don't know if we can get through the whole playoffs. But we'll, we'll take a few games. He'll take the TV money. So really quick, I do just want to state I didn't mess up here. Um, and I and I didn't start up our, our, our Spotify um, and Anchor and Apple and all that. So all, all of our other audio podcasts. So I just now turned that on. Uh, so all of you guys coming into the show, uh, cheers to me, cheers to you all, the run boys and girls. What it do? Thank you for all of you guys that listen on those platforms. Make sure you guys leave those five-star reviews for us. The topic was, should the NHL open up their season around July time frame, you know, August time frame? Post their playoffs and their Stanley Cups, cup, cup playoffs, given the revenue at stake. Jake, you said absolutely, especially if the government's going to green light. Oh, for sure. You have to because you don't know how long this will last. If something happens, it's not on the league. It's going to be regulated heavily. I don't see an issue with them doing this and have, taking that low chance, really, that it's going, going to hit them later. And because this is the government saying it's okay. This is not the league breaking a rule. So no, this is not Dana White's Fight Island going on tribal ground. It's literally they said you could do it, follow the rules, and if they if something happens and they're and they're not broken, you're not accountable for it. We cleared the we cleared you as a state to do this. So I don't see why you wouldn't do it. So my drink just went down the wrong pipe there. <coughs> Holy shit, I almost died. I appreciate you for being professional and, and running your take that whole time. Cause Fuck. Yeah, I noticed it. <laughs> My eyes are red right now. Um, so no, what um, what I was gonna, what what I what I want to state is it's about about almost roughly five million at stake per what game for them for 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 the NHL. The NHL is very different from other sports due to the fact that one. It's got to get cleared, not only in the U.S., it's got to get cleared in Canada as well. Oh, Canada! Oh, Canada! So, there's that, and with that being said, and with that being stated, with the money involved, with the revenue involved, um, I've also heard a lot of NHL fans themselves state that, hey, a lot of these rings and a lot of these arenas have moved the ice out of the ring. So, how are they going to be able to put it back in? Um... So there's that as as well. Um, I personally absolutely feel that there does need to be a Stanley Cup playoffs, and I'm not just saying that because I am a Washington Capitals fan. And I want us to go in and secure um, that uh, second uh, that, that 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 second Stanley Cup in what five years span, ten years span. So you know, I'm working with that, uh, being that we just recently are coming off of one. But, I mean, aside from it, we need some damn sports back. In this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We need sports back, and I don't care if it's even hockey. And, honestly, I don't even care if it's the next sport that we're actually going to talk about. Continuing with our Ray of Sunshine segment, MLB discussing a, uh, discussing a plan or plans in hopes of starting a season in late June. Um... Planning, uh, excuse me, playing in revamped 10 team divisions in home stadiums, but without fans. 
So, interested to see how they would do a a ten team division. Um, make it to where I guess they would have like neutral site games. Um, I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about some of those changes. Changing the, you're changing the game. How do you playoffs? How do you choose playoffs for one year? This title will never count. Um, yeah, I, I hate this idea. If you're gonna play play the season, keep the divisions. I don't exactly. Care how you do it. Leave, have a leave the. Site. I don't feel like you need to. I don't feel like by the season getting shortened from 182 games to uh, what 108, 162. It's if we go, if we go to, a, if we go to a, there is the travel. They don't want to have the players moving around. Well, I was like, you can have the vision without travel. Figure it out. Do not do a tainted title with this 10-team division thing. Do a, do a, I mean, mutual sites. Mutual sites. Fucking. I don't see how this would work. Baseball doesn't, get, don't, like, people aren't, aren't packing baseball stadiums anyway. So they could fucking go play in Montana for all the hell I care. As long as we're still getting televised, you know, so, some type of televised sports that I can, you know, bring back the play-by-play for everyone. Um, Nebraska some pro sports for a year. Yeah, Nebraska. They ain't got shit. Something, like, go to a place where there's no pro sports teams and just give people something to root for even if they're not in the stands for some of the season. There we go. There we go. I think... But yeah, a 10-team division, it's like, oh, well, you won it when there was, like three wild cards because the playoffs are all messed up and you only have three divisions like this is not a real title how do you match the schedule to play every team equally in that um like AO versus nl debate i don't think it can't work and there's there's no way a team would really agree to i don't think at this point like i feel like this is completely different than than the nfl draft going virtual where we were all like oh you know like this actually isn't that bad. Like, you know, no, like baseball already is kind of fucking boring as is in, in many of ways. In certain ways. It's not that it's boring. It's just that it's a slow sport. So, taking it, one, taking it to a place where, you know, maybe there's not a whole lot of coronavirus cases because there's not a whole big-ass population. Um, and they're in the first-hand place. Um, and if you're going to do it without fans, I mean, then fine, like, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of the positive. Just, just make sure that it's televised, I guess. Yeah, baseball's the one sport when you're at a game, you don't, you don't want someone to sit next to you. <laughs> you're just like my spot for my for my drink. Here's my cocktail. This is my this is my little place to put my foot over. I'm gonna put my foot over this seat. Have two seats here. My friend's gonna sit right here, and we're gonna take four seats over and, and lay back. Like you don't want people around you, anyways. Bro. Baseball is one of those games where, where, where if you go to a game live, like, I mean, of course, unless, like, depending on what stadium it is. Um, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you can do that. So, I don't know. I, I, I'd like for us to just get some type of sports, like just I said. Make it a season. Don't make it a weird divisional change for one year where everyone's confused. Yeah, no, no. And you're changing the game at that point. It be a weird. Don't overcomplicate it, man, Fred. Don't. Overcomplicated. Let's see what we got here next up. So this is actually getting into your division. Alright. Notice guys, you know, we put some of the other things first this time. You know. Um, I understand. 
Dana Dana White officially has set Fight Island in motion. And UFC 249 in place. From what has been released in the early card. And there has been a lot of talk around this. And a lot of controversy so far surrounding this. Um, Gaethje versus Ferguson is on. Uh, that should be happening May 9th, you have mentioned. Uh, first off, I mean, who do you got? I mean, let's just kind of kind of chop it up around this uh, more so before getting into to, to who do you have in, in, in this fight. I have Ferguson sec- uh, second, late second to early third stoppage. I could, I could see that. I could see that. The thing with Justin is he wins in the first round or early second round. Also, he can wrestle, he, it, um, but he doesn't wrestle. And I don't know if he's comfortable doing it in MMA. I know for a fact Ferguson is quicker, more athletic and agile than Gagey. And at this point, he's already made the weight. He did a test cut. He hit 155 two weeks ago. Gained some back. He cut it back down. So I think that this is a really bad fight for Gagey to take. I'm shocked he did, honestly. But uh, he took it on two weeks. He might as well not back out and take it on four weeks, right? So uh, I'm glad he's doing it, but I don't think this is a good fight for him. I think he has a better chance against Habib than Tony, honestly. You know, either way, I feel like like Gaethje just wants a shot. He just wants a shot, and he just wants to go out there, and he wants to prove himself. Only way he gets a guaranteed title shot is if he wins. This fight, and he knows that. I've always said, I've always said that they, that Gaethje has always has always been shortchanged. So honestly, it's kind of a blessing for him to be able to to, to fall fall into to the predicament to where Khabib drops had dropped out of, of the, the the first original event. I mean, you know, that was due to travel restrictions, so on and so forth. Uh, he's fortunate that I guess some of these things has happened because now it's going to allow people to welcome him. More so into their homes if they haven't already. They're going to check out the match because it's going to be live sports. It's going to be something. Matt, and there's also this fight island aspect to it. You know, so just the, the just knowing that and knowing that as a fan, like, yo, they pretty much just fucking create a real life Mortal Kombat right now. Like, we have no idea where this event is even taking place. We just know a event is taking place. Like, this is some old school meets, like, like futuristic new school, real-life gladiator type shit. It, it's an undisclosed location that no one knows about. Where no one knows about. Where no one's probably going to know about because Data probably has the fighters like, hey, we need to keep this hush-hush so that we can keep this going. So, I mean... I, I like it for Gaethje. It, it, it falls perfect. The storyline is great. Um, I hope he wins. But Ferguson, easy money in the first. Just lays him out. Yeah. I, I didn't say that because Ferguson never beats guys in the first. He always beats them up, cuts them up, and in the second, it's a bad ending for him. But... Yeah, I'd not, I wouldn't be surprised that happens either. I This is the worst matchup for him. That's my fear with Gaethje. Like, I'd rather take his chances against Habib and Connor a million times over against, than against Ferguson. He's just a, Ferguson's just a quicker fighter than he is. So, and also, 
more unorthodox. So he doesn't get caught. You can catch a beat. Ferguson does not get caught. That's a big issue where from the the right, the, hand, the, the right hand's not going to be great for Gaethje if he's throwing it wildly like he did against Barbosa. It's is not going to be effective. Let me put it, and I also want to put it like this. Let's look at the possibility if Gaethje can somehow come up with the win, right? Let's say Gaethje, every fighter that steps into a cage stands a puncher's chance. Let's say that that's exactly the circumstance here, and Gaethje knocks him out with a puncher's chance, right? The strongest punch at 155, he has too. Exactly. So let's say that that happens because, I mean, that 100% absolutely positively can happen. Is the narrative that his next fight, you know, oh, you only got that dub because, you know, uh, just, just because of, I, I guess you could say, how, how good of a fighter you are, or that, that was more so just, just like a punch or chance thing, or, I mean, he didn't train for this opponent is what I'm trying to say. Right. He didn't There's train going for to be a punch opponent. or chance argument, for sure. Yeah, so does this does this taint Gaethje as a way? Does this put even a bigger target on his back? Because it's like, oh, dude, like, yeah, you you may have knocked him out, and yeah, you did. I mean, that was for Tony Ferguson that you knocked out, but that was fucking luck. Like, um, I'm worried. I'm worried for that there because Gaethje always has that dark cloud over him, and he always has that overcast over him where people find a way to hate on him. Let's be real. His him. manager causes that. His manager is the problem with that. If you're not a champion and you're managed by Aziz, you're going to have props. I mean, this is how it works. Um, but the issue I see that um, would come into that debate would be Ferguson has a full training camp and already showed he can cut the weight perfectly fine. He's had the advantage here. He's also had as much time as Gage to prepare for him as Gagey has had to prepare for Ferguson. I don't think that's an advantage or disadvantage anymore. That's going to even out. If anything, he's had a longer training camp. He's had a six-week training camp on top of a four-week. So he, he stayed in shape for ten straight weeks, which might be a peak-too-soon thing, and he might be on his way down. But I think at this point, you really can't take that excuse because the fighter that comes in and pulls a Michael's Bisping and knocks out Rockwell type thing, like a couple-week notice, Yep. Regardless of what happens with Rockhold's injuries, we remember him doing that. We don't remember Rockhold having a, having a shin issue the, the entire time and a staph infection. We know for a fact this guy took a fight on a movie set two weeks' notice, barely made weight, and knocked out the champion. So if Gaethje wins, you have to say he's the interim champ. I don't see any debate. And their fans will, because they want to see Habib Tony so badly. But Habib has never lost, and Tony hasn't lost since 2011, since before women fought in the UFC. Yeah. He, so, there's anytime he loses, I don't think he'd make an excuse at this point. I think Tony took this fight knowing there's a chance he can get caught. And the only way he loses is if he gets caught. I just hope, I, I just hope that if that does happen, okay, I, I'm still saying yes, you can bet the house on Ferguson. Excuse me. But if Gaethje does catch catch, catch that man one time, woof. Done. Done. Look, look for Ferguson. Look for, don't, don't expect Ferguson when he gets up off that mat. Expect Ferguson to pull a Detroit Pistons and just walk yeah. off. He ain't shaking hands. Because that ain't supposed to happen. I feel like Ferguson walking into this fight is like, 
that's not supposed to happen to me. That's not going to happen to me. And if it does happen to him, walking out like a bunch of bitches. <laughs> this is interesting. If Gaethje wins, who is the bigger heel? Habib or Gaethje? Because Gaethje could ruin the fight that we, everyone wanted to see if he wins this fight. If, that's if, why if Gaethje, everyone's if Gaethje picking wins, him, I hate Because they don't Gaethje. want to see him win. They want to see Habib Ferguson. If Gaethje wins, I, I, I hate Gaethje because he does ruin Habib Ferguson. So Ferguson has to win this so that we can get out. As soon as Ramadan's done, we need two things to happen for Khabib to be at peace and have no excuses to fight. We need three things to happen for Khabib to fight and have no excuses. Bye-bye, coronavirus. That shit has to be gone. Okay. Ramadan is over. All right, so when Ramadan ends, Khabib completely is comfortable with coming back, right? The third thing, Khabib is healthy, completely focused, and just... And gains his weight back. Yep, ga gains weight he's back. Getting, he's going to cut to like 130 with his... With his fasting, yeah. Yeah, so... Like, but like he comes back, you know, healthy. Like and I mean like like spiritually, mentally, physically, like everything, like like all 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 around, um, and he's just not gonna back down from this, and he's gonna be like, all right, like for all of you, for all of you little shits out there, that want to talk shit on Khabib, I go out there and I show you, when I put him in fucking chokehold, like I do bear, like I did McGregor. My Russian is terrible. You missed the one word, man. I will bond him. I don't know. If, I don't he always know. says that. It's his go-to trash talk line. I don't want him. Like a bear. <laughs> I love it. He's just like everything you say. I'll maul you. I'll maul no you. Chance. I'll maul you it's like it. a bear. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's it's the best comeback you could have too because he's done it twenty nine times. It's just like it's true. You always get people to the ground and beat them up. It doesn't matter what they try. I love. Your approach I love, is run at them, pressure them, take them down, and beat them up. I love when Khabib. There's no counter yet. I love when Khabib gets brought up and all the big TV talking heads, the very first thing that they all do is, here's this video of Khabib wrestling a bear. Like, like that's the first thing. That's the first thing that they go to. It's a great clip, though. It is pretty fucking dope. Like, I, it was a baby. What makes it worse, Pito is not happy about wrestling an innocent baby bear. Yeah. I, I'm not it's fucking wrestling a bear. Yeah. Um... For those that want to know more more about that card, um, if you are on the Rum Boys Fantasy Network Facebook page, um, I have it there. I will get it tweeted out. Uh, I think I have tweeted it out. Um, I'll get it up on Instagram as well. Ferguson vs. Gaethje, UFC 249. That is also going to feature uh, Cejudo vs. Uh, Cruz, Naganu vs. Rosenstruck, Stevens vs. Uh, Qatar, Hardy vs. DeCastro, Prelims, Cowboy Cerrone vs. Pettis Part. Um, oh, we got Olenek versus uh, Wordham, uh, Esparza versus Watterson, Hall versus Shikari, Luke versus Price, Mitchell versus Rosa, uh, and Span versus Avi. So it's a stacked fucking card. Fight night, it's here. It's going to be super interesting. We're excited to call that. Let's go ahead and get into our next topic, brother. Um,. And of course, it's time for fantasy football. Fantasy football topic. And this one is actually kind of um, interesting here. Taysom Hill. I don't know I don't know if you heard today or if you got the notification. 
Um, but got paid. No, not got paid. Well, I mean, he got paid way before. Taysom Hill, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, will be given in fantasy football the designation as a tight end slash flex. Is this worth a stash in fantasy football? Maybe, you know, you just load him up on your bench or something like that. Like, is this worth going to get Taysom Hill? I don't think so. I, he doesn't get enough touches consistently every game to have that. Um, I'm going to play him against this matchup. He's more of a, I have a bye week. I stashed him, but we'll figure this out. If he gets hot, I'll... I roll with it. I roll with him throughout the season. So it's a cold spell, but he's a gadget guy, and they paid him a lot more than that. But I can't see where he'll consistently get touches, and that's an issue for me. Maybe it's maybe the offense is so creative, we can't predict how they're going to use him. Or I mean, um, there was a guy on McAfee um, who literally said the best thing he does is he doesn't touch the ball much, but he's the best decoy in football because you don't yeah. know what he's going to do. But his impact, because they paid him so much, they were saying he doesn't produce. Like, yeah, he doesn't get the ball a lot, but he's such an impact on a defense because you can't match up with him. And he could he could take the best player on that defense and coverage away by going to a certain spot. But he might not get the ball, but his impact on that play is huge. I just don't see him getting the production. I see him be helping other guys around him, but I don't see him getting 12 fantasy points more than um, – Eight games next year. I mean, if he's getting wait if, uh, a game, if he gets twelve a game, I'm fucking stoked about one that. One game next year or average? I don't see. Wait, you said twelve? You said twelve in one if he, game? If he gets ten to twelve um, for eight of the games next year, I'd be surprised. Bro, if he got if, get if for eight games I got double digits out of Taysom Hill, I'd be shocked, but that'd be great, dude. I would fucking, like, look, Taysom, I tagged you in the Instagram post about this episode, um, so you knew ahead of the time that I was going to bring you up, and I hope that you're here checking us out. Uh, let's see, what's good? What's good, uh, Madden on Sportscaster? Thank you for joining Madden on Sportscaster. Make sure you guys check out those virtual uh, Madden Sims on uh, Sportscaster. Ooh, I'm going to bring up something quite interesting when it's time to roll, when it's time to roll, ad. Um, but yeah, no, Taysom Hill, he did get paid. So, one, I think they're going to use him. Two, clearly they want to keep him because he was like, eh, y'all are either going to keep me or I'm going to go somewhere else because I want to go and start as a quarterback. Um, <clears throat> Taysom Hill wants to be a quarterback. Now, I want to pitch this to you guys from a fantasy standpoint. When the person in real football is a quarterback, but in fantasy football, you're lining him up as a tight end, as a flex. And if he goes in and he, I don't know, runs for a touchdown, lines up, catches, you know, a pass, I don't know, throws for a touchdown. I mean, you got a couple of different ways that you can plug this guy into your lineup. Um, I would definitely look into the matchups. I would do a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, research before I decide to plug and play him that week. Um, what I would say to you is watch plenty of Run Boys Fantasy Network during the season. Um, definitely check this out in season because that's when everything on this channel is just football, 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 fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. Like we're just 
it, it's a big money time for us because we're trying to help you win your money to help you secure your bags help you secure your bets um so yeah i mean i say you don't necessarily have to go and draft him i would yeah um but do you grab him like if you draft him like with the very last pick right like in your draft cool you know two qb league or actually no because he's getting the tight end flex designation i mean but you know if you're in like those super flex leagues where like they run like two tight ends or whatever like Fuck yeah, you know, go for that. Um, there's also so much value at the tight end position this year with guys like George Kittle, Ertz, fucking Kelsey, Mark Andrews, my guy, um, you know, Waller. Of course, you got Waller out there. Um, so so many different, di- 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 different tight ends. Cole Komet going to, to the Bears. Noah Fent in Denver. Hayden Hurst, Atlanta. Now it's just like all starting to come to me where I'm like, yeah. fuck, who are guys that I would draft over Taysom Hill as a tight end flex? Um, but He's one of those guys who will get about three touches a game and they could all be touchdowns and trick plays or just gadget plays. Do you know where you or, definitely... Or you could be a decoy the entire time ever playing the red zone, never going to look, but just take that good coverage linebacker out of a play. And that's that's his only job. Make him cover you and let Thomas hit, hit the slant. We're out here. He, this guy covers you. Thomas has a slant. He's a setup guy, or he's going to be the main target. Where I feel like so, you could definitely use him and be like, oh, you know, like, oh, well, is like DFS leagues. DraftKings, yeah. FanDuel... Yeah, hell yeah. Let me let me let me rock Taysom Hill out there. Prop bets, Thrive Fantasy app. Throw him out there. Yeah. So, okay, he might he might uh, explode one day one day for me. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I spent all my money somewhere else. Oh, this guy's only what, like a thousand, twelve hundred lower than the other tight end below him. I mean, he could blow up for seventeen points. Yeah, well, go for it. Why not? So I mean, hey. You know, when there's a will, there's a way. There's a reason why he got that designation. There's a reason why, um, especially all the main media uh, fantasy football outlets, you know, Matthew Berry and them, they were all ecstatic about this. Field Yates lost his mind this morning on, on Twitter about it. He was like, yes, like, you know, um, th- this is going to be this is gonna be awesome. Da, 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 da. So, I mean, I- I'm excited. There's something I want to shout out. There's something I want to take a second here really quick. To shout out, and that is Ball Street Trading. Ball Street Trading uh, is an app, uh, real-time in-play contest, free-to-play cash prizes. Uh, you can check them out on Twitter at Ball Street App. They are doing some. They they're 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 doing some 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 partnerships right now with our partners over at Sportscaster. All right, our family. Over at Sportscaster. And one of the things that we recently just did, we did a Madden simulation um, type of, uh, I guess you could say, I, I don't want to say like, like, like fantasy, but like, like prop bets. Um, I'm going to have to look more more into it um, for sure, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be downloading the app. Um, but you can win money on the the Madden tournaments that are happening 
over on sportscast or those madden simulations and it's computer versus computer so it's not person versus person so you're not having to worry about like oh the game was rigged like no nah, dude like it's a sim there's nothing we can do <laughs> it's not our fault richard sherman caught two picks like um but definitely definitely check out ball street trading um i'm trying to learn learn more about it and, and work with them more as long as sportscaster is going to be working with them uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be vouching for them and yeah you know i, I think it's i think it's pretty dope think it's pretty dope go ahead and get out there when you cash ball street app check out thrive fantasy app as well for all your prop betting needs they actually got a lot of league of legends props up a lot of esports props and things of that nature up as well let's go ahead dive into next topic bro so did you hear about about brashad breeland jake yeah Bro, all right, so for those that don't know, Chiefs Super Bowl winning cornerback who did not do shit for my Washington Redskins when he was there uh, because he was trash, uh, but Chiefs Super Bowl winning cornerback Rashad Breeland arrested in South Carolina on multiple charges, five counts. Now, here's the counts, though. Resisting arrest. It's, I'm not surprised about that one. Like it's 2020, he's Super Bowl winning corner. Like they're they're gonna he the second he says like, why are you pulling a gun on me? Stop resisting! Stop! Re so of course I mean he's a corner. He's fucking huge. They're gonna hit him with that one. Um, that's that's one thing. Um, the transport of alcohol in a motor vehicle with a broken seal. I'm going to debunk that one with the uh, letter open from his... Bottle. Yeah, they're, they're trying to charge him with open container. But I'm going to debunk that one um, with uh, with the letter from, from his lawyers that, that, I, that I have obtained. Cha-ching! Because I like getting close to a story. Uh, open container of beer or wine in motor vehicle. So they took... The open bottle charges broke it up into two fancy ass fucking words and they're like you you were drinking they didn't they couldn't prove that he was drinking while driving that's also step one um possession of 28 grams or less of marijuana or 10 grams of hash so in other words they didn't actually test it they didn't actually weigh it and he definitely had underneath an ounce which is a misdemeanor. He's a-okay. This isn't meaning something that you guys should do. But you're fine. I, in the state of Colorado, I get pulled over. And if I have an ounce in the car because it's legal here, nothing happens to me whatsoever. I wouldn't even be dealing with this shit. So I'm going to have a nice little rant. Um, and then finally, driving without a license. Big deal, little deal, or no deal? Triple M74, welcome to Sportscaster. Thank you for joining. It's a very dumb thing to do. Um, the suspended license, or I don't know if he ever had a license to begin with, but that, regardless, he drove without a license and had a mobile home. Don't kind of know how that works. Um, but <laughs> overall, it's just bad decision making. Um, and when. When you see someone's driving this and 
the person registered doesn't have a license active, I don't think it's a good idea to take a mobile loan. So it definitely shows an issue in his decision making, and that's undebatable. But oh, the charges themselves, uh, I mean, college athletes, one specifically from here, was caught driving without a license like nine times in two years. And he was given like a thousand dollar fine. Yeah. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but it's just a really bad decision. I don't understand how you think that you're getting away with driving with a suspended license. So when you get when you have a mobile home. They scan it and be like, this guy can't drive legally. <laughs> like, what's he doing? So did was he and pulled he over in a mobile home? Was he pulled over in a mobile home? I don't think it was a mobile home, was it? Okay, I thought you said it was a RV or something. No, no, it wasn't a mobile home. No, he was pulled over. Yeah, he was. He was put over in his car. So like, all right. So, per 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 his 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 legal representation, uh, let me go ahead and get this document. Yes, I want to know if his license was expired, or he he actually had a suspended license due to a past offense. Give me just one second. That's a big determinant factor in this. If he had a suspended license, I don't know why he was driving with that in his car. So this is, so this is from the Storm Law Firm LLC, um, out of, let's see, whoa, Beltline, South Carolina, or Columbia, South Carolina, um. Our firm represents Brashad Breeland and misdemeanor charges currently pending in York County, South Carolina. We look forward to reviewing available evidence in this matter, including the arresting officer's body-worn camera footage, dash camera footage, and surveillance footage from the gas station where the instance is alleged to have occurred. Mr. Breeland is facing only misdemeanor charges in connection with this incident. None of the crimes alleged that Mr. Breland was consuming are none of the crimes alleged that Mr. Breland was consuming alcohol at the time of the arrest. So in other words, when they beat, when they took his BAC, he had nothing in his fucking system. He was not drinking. Um, at the time of the encounter with law enforcement, Mr. Breland was leaving a gas station or uh, a gas station store after making a lawful purchase. The container is still sealed. Moments after returning to his vehicle, a 2020 Range Rover with valid temporary paper tags, law enforcement officials approached Mr. Breland and drew their weapons. We look forward to investigating why this level of force was necessary. Rashad Breland is innocent unless proven guilty. We look forward to the truth coming out further. Neither Mr. Breland nor his representatives will provide any further statements or comments. Until the conclusion of until the conclusion of this matter, and that comes from lawyers Jay Preston uh, Storm Jr. and Bakari T. Sellers. Okay, so there was probably no. Uh, I don't have to think of the footage. There's probably no need to pull a gun, and it was probably not smart for him to drive without a license. I mean, that's that's what I'm taking from it. I want to see the footage before I see what the cops did. So what I'm thinking, actually, what the, what the lawyer said. But don't drive without a license. That, well, well the Range Rover was newly this. purchased. The, the Range Rover, the 2020 Range Rover was newly purchased. So what I'm thinking is, because this happened to, 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 to my wife once, where we were actually getting ready to purchase a brand a brand new uh, vehicle. And 
she had left her license at the dealership, but we didn't get pulled over or anything, but we went back, we had to go back to the dealership, we're like, hey, we accidentally left it, you know, with the paperwork and everything, like, oh, shit, like, we're sorry, here you go. And dealerships often do that a lot of times, like, make you come back, you know, and, like, buy some shit. Now, this might have just been an accident, because, like I said, like, he had just bought this 2020 fucking Range Rover, like, these just released not long ago. Like, these released, like, around towards the end of 2019. You know, like like summer 2019, like August 2019 is when, is when these, these these ranges release. So there's that with, with, with the range. What I'm thinking is, and this is also South Carolina. You are walking out of the gas station. Per the report, you're walking out of the gas station. And every report I read, he was exiting the gas station and met force when he was opening the doors so what i'm thinking is one the weed charges are going to get dropped because fucking every one it's underneath an ounce what are you going to convict him with you you have nothing there you know it's a, it's a plan so there's that and, and it's practically legal everywhere just just about now so that's step one step two um that open container he wasn't even in the vehicle Step one, did he walk out the store and then open it and then take a sip and was like, oh shit, why are there cops surrounding my vehicle? You know, I mean, this is South Carolina. Like, they they, they, they see a 2020 Range Rover in South Carolina and God knows where, well, I mean, in Columbia, it sounds like. They're going to pull up and they're going to be like, what are you doing here, boy? Yeah, um, I think this is something we have to wait and see the real footage. I, I don't know. I, I trust him right now because it isn't over me guilty. I want to see the footage. And if the lawyer's saying, release it, I pre- the lawyer's probably correct in his assessment. I don't think I can make a clear judgment and say, he's a million percent innocent. I'm leaning towards he did nothing wrong minus having his, things that'll get dropped later. His lawyers sound have. like dog. But bro. yeah, I want to see the footage. That's, that's what it's coming down to me. Likely they did something wrong, though. Not going to lie. Yeah. But I don't want to say the cops did something wrong until I see exactly what happened. Bro, his lawyers, though, his legal team sounds like some fucking pit bulls. We look forward to getting ready to shit on you and prove you wrong. <laughs> like, Well, those lawyers, though, man, they have these statements, like, pre-written to, a point, to use strong language without really targeting a, a direct officer or insulting them. They know how to word things to make it sound like these people are awful human beings. Then you see... Oh, maybe, maybe it wasn't as bad, you know. I've, I mean, I've read, I've read some statements before, you know, in, in my time. But the way that that one came off, like when I first read it, I was like, "Oh shit, they screwed up!" Like, like they they clearly yeah. made it made it known that we're coming for you. We're gonna hunt you down, and you're not gonna like it, South Carolina wherever york county police department this sounds like york county police department you might want to back off and let bershaw breeland free that's just my thoughts like this isn't like the cleveland browns player that that fucking got caught with 147 pounds of the mary jane like that's not this is this is so far far from that like yeah uh it looks like he'll get out of this with the simple. He probably had the hash. That's, I mean, 
Yeah, they were like, they were like, we they couldn't probably, tell. They're like, we couldn't tell. Wait, hold on. That's could... probably the one thing he'll get hit with. And everything else, I think it'll be a, this is a dumb decision, dude, regardless. But my um, thing is, your why? Your license like, was properly registered. This wouldn't have happened to you. They were probably just as wrong as you with how they reacted. It was probably avoidable if your license was on, uh, if it was on it, it's literally it sounds like it, it literally too, sounds like it know. was not on him. It doesn't sound like he did not have a license. It sounds like it just was not on him at the given moment. Okay, then that's all different. Yeah, yes. you can look that up if you really care to. I, I, I you can return it later. Dude. Just go back to the uh, police station later and give him and that's license. what it sounds. It sounds like they charged him with without having it on him. Cause that that's a loophole. Everything that they charge him with is literally a fucking. It sounds. It all sounds like loopholes that they're just fucking with them. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I've had a ticket for. I've had a ticket and then a ticket for not having my license. And I, I was given a ticket till I get my show my license. But like, if you don't show it in this time period, you gotta, you gotta get another one. Yeah. Show it to us. Because they don't want to. They're not gonna follow you home and and make you go have you go upstairs and go get it. Like you know. Like I've I've ran yeah. out to the store, not had it on me, and they're like, "Yo, this, yeah. show up to court this day and show us that you have it." Like, man, fuck! Like, I don't want to do that because now I gotta take off from work. Like, and, and now I'm like, "This sucks that I left it at fucking home," you know? Like, I've had that fucking happen to me, you know? Because you do that is something that you are legally supposed to carry with you everywhere you go. You know, you are legally supposed yeah. to have that on your. You are supposed to have some form of identification. You know, we'll see what the footage says. It looks like the police are in the wrong here. Oh yeah, um, I I can't wait to, so, to see how his lawyer. I'm not going to say a hundred percent yet, but it looks like they're in the wrong, and I'm probably taking his side for now. But what what it sounds um, like to we'll me, find out later. What it sounds like to me, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. This sounds like a regular ass Tuesday for me personally. Like like twenty. Yo, I, I just I just bought some bud. We got it sitting in the dashboard. I'm riding around listening, you know, I don't know, I, I make guys like some Tupac on at the moment, like, you know, some me against the world, I'm just driving, I just, I just left the liquor store, you know, and I'm on my way back to my house, like, and I'm just at the wrong place at the wrong time, and the Jump Out boys come and see me, they come and pay me a visit, you know, it happens, it happens. And I think that that was just it. It was just the wrong place, wrong time. Rashad Breeling, move out of South Carolina. Yeah, I think uh, this will, I hope it makes him look good. I mean, his lawyer demanded the unredacted uh, camera footage. I hope it looks good for him. Nothing's going to happen to him in terms Uh, of the NFL. I'm 98% sure his lawyer is correct. It is a double guilty. I want you to take before I have a final conclusion. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I mean, on, on top of that, on top of that. I mean, personally, like when your lawyers are coming out and they're 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 submitting that statement publicly, you know, you're good. I don't think the NFL is going to take any action. I think he's good. The new CBA is in effect. It's like, bro, I can have this. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. So. Well, I I always used to say like if the lawyer is that adamant about it, and then you saw, I remember the Michael Bennett one where he's like three white officers arrested me when they weren't actually white. And it's like, dude, your story fell apart right here. Yeah. When you said, <laughs> I that mean, one. 
Your they, lawyer was probably not good at having this forced release because no, that they really helped them. Yeah, they didn't. They, 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 Brashad Breland's camp. They, they've been super, you know, on, on the right side yeah. about this. Nothing about it is about is about race or anything here. I mean, so I mean, they're they're pursuing yeah. it normally. They're 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 doing it the right way. Um, I li- I really like this legal team. I'm I'm fans of the uh, of of the Storm, uh, firm, yeah. the Storm Law firm. Go do go do your things, guys. We're, we're but, uh, big shout yeah. out for the Rum Boys all the way out here. To sh- the to one South time I've Carolina. seen uh, get show the footage, show the footage. Backfire was Bennett. You were not. You were arrested by two Mexican and, and a black guy. This is not an assault, man. And it's like, dude, your your case kind of fell apart here. The NFL kind of is like, dude, Seattle's like, we're, we're done with this. We can't deal with this drama all year. Well, this does segue perfectly into the next topic, though. You ready to take a big deep breath of? Oh God! Holy! <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm taking a shot. <laughs> nah, nah, just a little bit, man. No, nah. I'll take a, I'll take a Very little good. one with you too, because for this topic, um, this one's a little bit weird to me because I, I, I feel like two separate sides. Cheers. All right. So you heard about the new Patriots kicker, right? Um, Justin, Justin Warwasher. War, War Virginia dude, right? Marshall, or whatever. Uh, Marshall, yeah. So Justin Roarwasher. He called onto the Pat McAfee show too. He did. Yes, he was. Uh, he and Pat were boys for a minute. I don't know if they're gonna be boys after this for too <laughs> yes. much longer. Yes. Um. So Patriots drafted a new kicker uh, in the draft, and they're already dealing with some controversy for this. The kicker is. Dealing with some controversy for this. Um, Justin Roarwasher has a three percenter tattoo on his right forearm. Now, Roarwasher has vowed to have removed, or he has vowed that he will remove the tattoo, um, and that this was a mistake that he had made when he was younger. Should the Patriots distance themselves from the kicker or keep them? I think at this point, if it was not a kicker, it would instant let him get his redemption story. Made a mistake, bro. We understand. You're in a league that you have, you have to deal with this. What you're going to be going through in this locker room would be way worse than if we cut you <laughs> at bro, times. He's going to get deal fucked up in that um, locker room. But He's a kicker, dude, and the Patriots will probably cut him because he's a kicker. Yeah, he's a rookie. I think he, <laughs> I think he's gonna get cut in regardless. Um, right. You know. uh, that's the problem. He's a late round pick, relatively compared to guys who will get the job. GMM says you could remove the tattoo, but the mind state will remain. But yeah, this is similar to the not exactly, but to the Josh Allen thing, or the. Uh, DiVincenzo thing where they uh, DiVincenzo was much worse but they're important players on a good team and they have more impact on a game so you'll forgive that you're a kicker dude (laughs) you're you're getting cut in my opinion I don't see how you keep them so with this um, I want to use this as an example especially like, 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 like younger viewers this is 2020, and this is the social media era, um, where 
everything that you post on Twitter, everything that you post on Instagram, everything that you post on Facebook, once you post it, once you say it, that shit's out there. Like, even if you delete it, there's a way that you can still find that shit and dig it up on the internet. Yeah, and this dude went to the combine, am I wrong? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so he literally walked up on the scale in a Speedo, and, right, like they all do, and he didn't notice this on his arm. This oh. is my question here. I was like, wait a minute. How? This dude literally walked on his scale in his underwear in front of 10 million viewers, and nobody pointed this out right there. See, and here's How another, did it get this far? And here's another issue that I have with it, too. It would be the patriots of all organizations that would go and try and, like, that would try and look past, like, like that character. You know, it it would, if there is going to be an organization, there is going to, it'll be the fucking Patriots in this present day. Like, like the back back in the day, it used to be the Raiders, and the Raiders would be like, oh, you got a felony? Come here. You know, Dallas Cowboys, felony? Get over here. Patriots, they love, they, they love that, that, that controversy, you know. Oh, yeah, we cheated. Oh, our guy's up in the fucking Bengals film room filming, and uh, da-da-da-da, like, with they, an Xbox controller. Dude, they <laughs> love they, they love this shit. They love this shit. You know? So that's... So then him going to the Patriots, the des- the destination that he went to, that doesn't surprise me. When you got the fucking McCordy twins in that same locker room that have no problems knocking someone out, that's a problem. Yeah. Because now you're... you're, you're as an NFL organization, it's much different than, than... And this is why I said I feel, I feel one of two ways about it. The NFL is much different than my experience in the United States military. But one and the same. Very structured places. Very, very structured places. Everyone from all around America and all and now because of the international program all around the world are all in a locker room together. They're all it's a camaraderie thing. So there's that. But you also have to remember that with that comes not everyone knows how everyone is and how everyone reacts. Really quick story time, run boys and girls. I was stationed with the guy. This this dude's name I cannot remember his fucking first name for like I want to say like 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 Donald McCork uh, uh, McCorkle. McCorkle was from the fucking swamps, goddamn down there in Florida. And he literally talked like that, and he talked just like this. He he had the most fucking swamp ass. Florida accent that I've ever heard in my life. He has like the swamp people accent. Yeah, bro. Like, like he talks like that. Like, you know, and, and he would sometimes he would even do that thing. Like, mm-hmm. and like this dude had no problem stealing the drill sergeant's bottles, uh, old old dip bottles. So he and he would take that dip because like he would take their fucking dips that they would spit out. And like, dude, most country motherfucker that I've ever met in my life. Most redneck shit. We had three people. Three people in our out of forty some odd airmen in, the, in between Bay A and Bay B, only three of them were African American. When I shit you not, the very first words that this dude said to me, we we're saying locker to locker. He hasn't even met the other fucking two black dudes over in Bay A. I'm over in Bay B. And we're bunk to bunk. The very first thing that this dude says to me, he goes, like, like the drill sergeant leaves, he's over in Bay B, and he actually gets us in trouble. 
He goes, hey, you're the darkest. He's like, you're the darkest nigger that I've ever seen in my life ever besides on TV. This is pretty weird. And because I'm staying at attention, I can't even be like, the fuck did you just say? Like, as soon as I, drill starts to come, who's making noise? Da -da 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 -da. Fucking getting in our faces. And I'm just sitting thinking to myself, like, what the fuck did he just say to me? And that, that that's real. There are people that have grown up a certain way and have been brought up a certain way and have never seen anything different, like, in real life. And, bro, this was, like, fucking 2009 like, like like 2010 like i'm like how the fuck i'm like how have you gone your whole life without ever meeting a black person up close like not even in a walmart motherfucker like you ain't never seen us working cashier he's like no like the more i got to know this dude the more that that statement was actually really true he literally told the other and i was like Shh, you think i'm the darkest dude wait till you go meet a gogway over the fuck over in bay a and Ogagwe was this fucking six foot five black dude from Africa. Motherfucker was huge. Listen, people. Roy Rosher. I get that you may have done something when you're stupid, but like. You're, you're going to be made an example of, you know. So he, ironically, he's a New Yorker, which makes it even weirder that he did that. So now that that just means that he's just hanging out with Aryan Nation people, like you know, like I, I don't <laughs> fucking I don't I don't I officially don't like this dude, um, Warwasher, get the hell out of my NFL. Uh, we don't have time for people beating your ass in the locker room because I have a feeling that you're gonna get whooped in that locker room. Like I I can't like I used to live in Cali, bro, and in Cali they have like wars. In as 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 Bogart would say, the underworld, and like he's gonna get beat up for that. Like 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 that McCorkle dude. Like like to wrap up that story, that McCorkle dude got beat up a lot, a lot. We eventually end up sticking up for him because it's like, hey, just so you know, you can't just say shit. Well, I don't know what you mean. Come to find out, he ended up eventually having jungle fever, settling down, and marrying a black girl. Got her name tattooed on his ass. How did you notice that? At the way it's, man. I'm looking at it. That is the most obvious spot you're going to look for Bro, a tattoo. he put it right on his right forearm. Like, right there. That's, like, big, too. Yeah. Again, if if it was, like, the whole... It's the same thing. Like, if, if he was in the... Again, Josh Allen obviously had a different situation. Very bad comment as well. But he's a quarterback. He wins a game. Hey, whatever, man. I never had to talk to this quarterback. It's cool. You're a kicker, dude. You cannot get away with this. And that's one thing. Your position says you cannot get away with this. This is this is way worse. Like, it's like, bro, this is tatted on oh, yeah. you. Like, this is tatted on you. Like, when you have something tatted on you, like, that's that's your belief system. That's how you really feel. Like, you know, like, if someone if someone has beef with you, if someone has a problem with you... Got it. In a Rust Belt area, kind of shows you were with some people that were in the minority of your opinion. <laughs> yeah, you were chilling with some dudes, like, around here. You can probably find people like that. Bro, we but used to have weirdos. Like we used to have... Like, trust me, Rust Belt area, 
right. We used to have weirdos in high school, and they and they they used yeah. to you know come to, come to school, and they they would the books that they would get from the library would be some of the scariest shit. It'd be like yo like. Why do you care about like like that Nazi shit so much? Duh, 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 duh. Like, why are you acting like that? You know, and like them kids couldn't explain. Like, so I understand because like I went to school growing up in Virginia. I went to school with you know kids that legitimately thought like this fucked up corrupt shit in their minds. You know, like there's no difference in any human being. There's no difference. You know, like once you a tattoo is something special. Like, once you tattoo something on you, like, that's a part of you. Like, yes, you can get it removed. You know? Like, my grandfather, my grandfather's tatted on me, bro. Like, that's, that's special. That, that, that's, it means something. That meant something to you. Like, that's, anyone that gets tattoos or has tattoos is going to tell you that. How do you make it four years at Marshall? Dude, I don't know. Like, that's fucking crazy. Like, how did you make it four years at Marshall, bro? <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Like, nobody whooped your ass? Like, you know, me personally, like, it was the first thing that, it, it was, it was the, when I, when I saw his Instagram, that was the first thing I noticed. And he took down all of his social media, by the way. He took down all of his social media. Uh, oh, yeah. He's not posting anything until he has this removed, he has stated. I'm done bagging and ragging on this kid. I mean, dude. I do think he'll play in the NFL, though. I think he'll get some forgiveness. I, re- I don't think it'll... I think he'll have to get cut and work his way back up. But, yeah, I think he'll have to really get back into that, the league his own way. That, that's, yeah, it's going to be so, so hard. But, I mean... Don't do stupid shit when you're young, you know? Like... He was probably wearing one of those coppers, one of those copper sleeves on his right arm. Man, he did not wear sleeves in college, so I mean, his teammates obviously saw it. Just one of those things, I guess. Dude, it's completely mind blowing how he got away with it for so long. Um, but that also just shows you like the state, the state of America that we're in, you know, too. Um, but yeah. Kids, don't do don't don't do stupid shit. And when you're just because you're young, don't say stupid things. Like if you have to think about before pressing send, um, don't type it. Uh, don't go and get depth. This is a less. This is a bigger lesson about tattoos. Don't go get stupid shit tatted on you. Like real real. It's 2020. Real gangsters don't walk around and and, and brag about who they are. You know, real real G's don't don't walk around showing all that shit anymore. Like that. That was for all the dummies, you know, growing up, like, back in, like, the 80s and the 90s, you know. This is, this is the 2000s, this is 2020 now, like, we'd be on some more positivity. If you're, I have nothing against tattoos, um, I have a tattoo, I'm getting more tattoos. Um, have nothing against tattoos, it's a form of art, it's a form of expression. But don't get anything stupid or gang-affiliated had it on you never ever 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 yeah that's period he'll, he'll get the he'll get the treatment of your band for a year basically and probably quietly get back in it's people that get tattoos like that it's people that get tattoos like that that ruin it for the people that we appreciate the art of tattoos 
so that where people that don't believe in tattoos and people that don't have tattoos look at people that do have tattoos are like, you're a scumbag, da 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 and it's like, no, like, I'm expressing myself, like, so yeah, we're gonna get into the next topic, art's art, creativity's creativity, the New Orleans Saints got their backup, famous Jameis, um, he signs a $1.1 million deal for one year. How does this affect Taysom Hill, who we spoke about earlier? How does this affect, uh, how does this affect Jameis? Well, for Jameis, I don't think it um, That's is dope, good that ideally he stays healthy. And Drew Brees, right? And you don't have to see Jameis listed on the field. But, I mean, at this point, he's hoping for a good word from the coach to get him a starting job somewhere or at least a better chance to get the job that last year. Um, I don't see James as a guy they want to replace Drew Brees. I think they're drafting somebody next year. For Taysom Hill, I think he's a gadget guy still. I mean, he'll find a way to get in the field. I don't think he'll be throwing the ball more than maybe once once a game. I'd be shocked if he has 25 pass steps next year, to be honest. Um, he does, yes. So Jameis Winston has ten more passes to uh, uh, to the Saints than um, Taysom Hill. Ten to seven is, is what that exact stat is. Yeah. So I don't think this affects Taysom at all. I, ideally, if you're going to have Drew in the field, it'll be him throwing the ball. Um. For Winston, I think he's really hope. I mean, is he hoping for Breeze to get hurt and he lights it up? Probably. But I think more reasonably. <laughs> Um, he's just hoping he gets a shot. I think that's his idea. Like, give me a shot for, like, one week, prove it, and let me get that maybe one-year $8 million deal to try to compete for a starting job at a worse team that doesn't have a rookie quarterback under contract. And let me just, in two years, let me get that contract I want. But I think this is really just going to be, hopefully, James is a backup, and Taysom Hill does his thing. I don't see a huge change unless Breeze gets hurt. Yeah, um, I, I, they, they just love Taysom so much, and they already have him built into the scheme, and I'm sure that they have him more prepared and further along to take over for Breeze than Jameis. Um, this gives Jameis an opportunity to learn from Breeze. If Jameis goes out there and shows something really promising on the practice field, and shows that he's tr- truly better than, than than what they've developed Taysom. Then absolutely sure. Then he becomes the guy that'll take over the franchise when Drew Brees goes ahead and, and retires. Um. Yes, J Love. Yes, that's that's a real stat. Um. I mean the dude. I mean Taysom Hill doesn't throw much, man. It's a trick play. He has an arm. And he threw it deep in the playoffs, but he's yeah. not better to throw the ball. Which I, that's why I don't think he's a quarterback. But hey, man, he, he's getting some uh, quarterback money. So exactly, yeah. Good for him. Regardless if he is, man, he's getting paid like one. Who cares? So I mean, I, I feel like the way that the way that the Saints have have structured the money between these guys and Drew Brees has kind of let it be known that this is going to be the last the, the last dance for him. That's two years, yeah. Um, that he's going to NBC to make more money right away. Yeah, yeah, he's already got the NBC. Everyone should hire his agent if they have like an extra six million dollars on the side. By the way, <laughs> like any rich dude. Yo, his it's agent. Negotiate a contract when you retire from the, your current job. It works pretty well. 
Yeah, his agent is pretty fucking badass, actually. I mean, yeah, you're right. We're gonna we're gonna just get you right as soon as you're done with the NFL. You're right on TV, dude. You don't even gotta worry about it. It's not fucking audition. You're good, bro. Like that that that's pretty badass. Um, and he's gonna be making millions in the booth. Um, so I mean, I think that this could be Breeze's last year, honestly. No matter how it goes. Is next year a team option? I don't know if he has two years guaranteed, but I I. I his, it's per, two per years, his 25 Instagram, per, per his Instagram a couple months ago, it was like, hey, guys, like, let's do this one more go-around. Yeah. You know. Uh, what's good, MD's fantasy football? I think he just wants a year to play, and I think he wants to play Brady twice. I think that's his real – he wants to play Brady twice for at least one year of his career. I think that's his goal, to try to go 2-0 and against Brady in one season. I don't think anybody wants to do that, but okay. I mean, I don't think he's a competitor, dude. He wants to show he's a top quarterback in that division. He is a top quarterback in that division. Well, is he still? It's a debate, it, right? Hey, now it's questionable. It's a debate. We'll save that one for Rumble's so after I, Dark Fridays, right? I think, I think he wants it, man. I think he wants to say, uh, I can beat Brady twice and walk away and then call Brady's games the next year. Ah. Uh, well, we'll save that for Run Boys After Dark. We'll save that for Run Boys After Dark. If, uh, it's, a good, it's a great... Oh, that's going to be fun lead-up, dude. Yeah. Calling a Brady versus the Breeze game. Yeah. We're, we're just going to... We're, we're going to let that one... We're not even going to talk about that too much more on, on, on this show. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Winston, in terms of Winston, um, it's awesome. You get to learn from Breeze. Congrats. Um, take advantage of it, dude. Take, take advantage of it. Soak up as much as you can. Don't necessarily worry about getting on the field or harp on getting on the field. Um, I feel like the Saints, they can honestly just let that let that offense rock. Chaz Shavara, he said, Lincoln needs on the podcast. That, that's, that's the cat, yeah. That's my coworker, dude. Word. Word. That's what's up. Tell your coworker to subscribe. Subscribe, Chaz. Hit that. Hit that subscribe button, dude. Um, we actually are about to about to get into shot time. Uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell volunteered to reduce his salary to zero dollars last month. Again, zero dollars last month. Thoughts on your on the commissioner now. Yeah, um, I saw his basement, man. If he took a salary after what he showed off his his little area, of, his little chill area, might be criminal. <laughs> like, if, Yo. after seeing that dude's house, you think he needs a salary this year? I think it's a safe to say it's probably a good move. Hey. That there's that there's that because like it's like it's like yo when you own a fucking billion dollar business, like do you really need to afford to get paid for a month? He like, owns a suede chair. Yeah, I mean now I'll, I'll I'll give him this like so first off the basement that that he was doing the NFL draft from looks like some typical old ass old people basement shit. So that's first off. Like it, he, then he said he had like I had to set up like my seventeen screens. I'm like, oh, that's tough problems, man. Rough days. Shit, seventeen. Ha- I have to set up more TVs in my house. Bro. This is so difficult. Oh, great. Why? Like, why? Why was he? Why did he put M and M's in a fucking bucket and shake? Like you couldn't come up. Like 
Your 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 maid didn't have fucking maracas laying around. Like what the fuck, bro? That dude needed a cigar and a scotch when he was like sitting cross-legged talking to Trey Wingo. Yeah, bro. Like, I, I I didn't. I, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking like, like in the chat. I was like, this dude needs to like do like the most interesting man in the world skit right now. Like it is so perfect for him. Do you think that that you think that that's how how Roger Goodell stays late? I, I'm not gonna buy. Uh, it. I love gonna... when he said, "Oh, I have to do all this work around the house, yard work." I'm like, "You don't do your own yard work, man. You're not relatable. You haven't done your own yard work in 20 years, man." He's like, "Oh, I gotta clean the house, dude. Someone's doing that right now. You're right now, on. like, <laughs> like your wife yeah. is sitting back." When's the last the time you saw your own lawnmower? <laughs> like, Bro. try to be relatable, dude. You're not cutting your own grass. I guarantee you that. Fuck no. Fuck no, Goodell's not cutting his own grass, man. But for real though, he does need to upgrade from the goddamn Eminem's in the bucket. That shit was hilarious. I was like, yo, he's definitely like eating one or two of those at a time, and then popping one or two of them back in the bucket. <laughs> um, no, nah, congrats to you, Goodell. My thoughts on you. Um, first off, cheers to all the essential workers out there. You know, all y'all that are, you know, being on the front lines. Greatly, greatly appreciate y'all. Um, so, so cheers to that, Goodell. Cheers to you, man, for accepting zero dollars for a salary. Like, cause when you're rich and when you're getting money, it's so crazy to like, you know, to think like, yo, for a month, for a month, I'm gonna go. You know, he, he's probably going for a month without millions worth of dollars worth of income. So you know, just he's to be getting like, fifty million dollars a year. Lifetime health care for his entire blood-related family. And, um, I think, a lifetime private jet. So he's doing well for himself. And it's like, yeah, I, I take the... Get rid of my salary and I take those two. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. But, but I, mean, I mean, even still, like, 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 the fact that... So let me just explain this from, from a top-down approach. Let's take a very, very small business like Rumboys. Um, and for me to sit back as a business owner, I'm going to be like, hey, guys, like, I'm going to collect zero, right? I'm going to collect zero. And we're, we're, we're just going to, you know, which means we're not investing into any new equipment. Um, new merch designs, you guys could say fuck that. Like, you know, like, imagine, like, like if I were to just be like, just zero on everything it would stop and it would stall and it would hurt you know so i i the way i see it as a leader uh, of my guys and as my team i admire it because i aspire to be on that level to be on that pedestal one day to be able to say hey fellas yo we just touched five m's this year I'm 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 taking the month off, and we're taking all the money that I I've made at the top, and I'm funding it right back down to everybody. You know, and and that's special, that's special, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. To 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 really think about, and to you guys, you're not gonna get it because to to everyone out there, you know, first off, not everyone out there is a fucking business owner, so they're not gonna think of it like that. Um, second off. I'm not a millionaire, but for me to open up and think of it as if I was a millionaire and for me to sit back and think as like coming from someone that, that one day I could have a million dollars, 
two billion, you know, two million, four million, five million. To think like, you know, one day that that day is gonna be there, and like one day I could have that option and think about that and be like, yo, for a whole month I'm about to sit back here and not collect like half a mil. Like that's fucking crazy, you know? Like that's that's insane. So I mean, I aspire to be able to do that for my people. I know that we all boo the commission, but fuck, from one leader to another leader. I have nothing right. but respect. And in the last year and a half, I could say almost 100% of fans of all three sports would say the best commissioner has been Goodell. Because Silva had the whole China thing. Yeah, really yeah, he fucked him. that up. He, yeah, he, he fucked for, that up. Yeah, he showed for China and buried Daniel Mori for... Buried very, Daryl Mori for not Which is shit. terrible, terrible. Um... And that's kind of like ruined it for me, where it's like, dude, you bent the knee to China, which is the worst thing. Hey. You didn't even let John Boyega be in Star Wars, because he, he was black. Like, you literally took the dude out of Star Wars because of his race. And you supported a company and a country that did that by saying, oh, no, we support China and all they're doing this. Bro. And then you have Goodell saying, oh, yeah, I'm against the players. I'm supporting these guys right now. These owners got to get their way. You got the deal done. Then you say, oh, my salary's given up media saving right there. I'm not the dude that took money from the players. I'm the guy that gave up my salary to the league. He, like, won both battles there, right? In a way. We're like, you could say he screwed the players, but in the end, oh, yeah, but look what I did here when I gave my salary up. And Goodell gave up his salary in the offseason. He's the only one in the offseason that, that when this whole pandemic took place and initiated he was the only one that was in an off season, so like everyone else was still kind of like at the same, like generating money, like really, like yeah. the NFL motherfuckers was, I mean, like not general public, like those of us that work in the industry, yeah, we're paying attention to it, yeah, we're we're making money off of draft grades, draft guides, um, startup dynasty leagues, you know, all all this other stuff that we're doing, you know, from from just the football standpoint. You know, whereas these other leagues, MD, you bring up a very fascinating point over there on Sportscaster. Like, he took zero. I'm going I'm to I'm go down to zero during the off season, which we ain't got asses in the seats. Like, that's baller. That's baller. Like, there's no income coming in for him, pretty much. Yeah. Like, what does he well, have? He also, what does he have I right think now? he sees this. Well, um, it, I'm sure he has his various law firms as a lawyer that he's yeah. running behind the scenes. I'm sure he's making very good money behind all this. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's making double what he makes from the NFL behind the scenes. So, it, I mean, it looks great for him. I'm sure he has a lot of money coming in behind it. Yeah. But it I just, mean, he's great with the media, and that's what you have to be. You have to be good with the owners, get that deal done, win the debate with the players, and then you do this, and you hope your brand, personal... You have to have some type of passive income. Passive income has to come somehow. Like that's the only. Oh way that you, yeah, yeah. That's the only way that you that become a millionaire. Crazy. He has to make something. Yeah, that's like, like the only way that you become a millionaire is having passive income from X entity. You know, and once again, I mean, and those are those are just those are just levels of business that you gotta applaud and that you gotta appraise. Like, I I, I never, I never sat back and I, I always look at the people that that are. I don't want to say like doing better or or, or whatever. I, I look at everyone's story. Have advanced their careers. Yes, 
people that have elevated than you themselves. Say it that way. Yeah, like I always look at people that have elevated themselves and whether how they got it, whether it's mommy and daddy gave it to them, whether they got out the mud, like I'm getting out the mud. You know, I always look at it and I never hate, I just have that admiration where it's like, all right, so that's how you did it. All right, so that's how you worked that plan. All right, you know, this is something that I may have to work out in my business plans when we get bigger, when we are touching M's and I'm gonna have to be like, all right, I need to implement this for you guys, you know? I, I respect it. Um, just just from a leadership standpoint, you know, because oh yeah, I know he's been great for the league this year. Yeah, I mean, in the honestly, last eighteen months, he yeah. leaders leaders have the ability to make any fucking decision they want, but leaders that make the right decision not understand the fact that it impacts the people around them. Yeah, you know, so. Props to you, Goodell, for um, you know paying, paying, uh, paying, you know using your salary, you know, to take care of everybody else. I'm pretty sure that's exactly why you did it, honestly. Um, Brett Favre uh, had officially stated, uh, I cannot remember what segment it was from ESPN, and I want to give credit to my source, but I can't at the moment. I I know I know it's ESPN.com though. Um. Brett Favre states he feels Aaron Rodgers finishes his career elsewhere. Thoughts? This is following the draft. percent true. No doubt he retires losing his job to love. Zero chance. That dude has an ego. There's no way he's walking away saying, Oh, well, I'm 39 years old. Got beat for the job. It's time. Not even Brett a- Favre did it. I think he wants to be the Brett Favre that goes not to a division rival, but somewhere and beats them. So wait, he doesn't even pull an Emmett Smith-esque style type of thing where he comes back to be a cowboy? Yeah, because Emmett Smith, he had left the Arizona and he came back to be a cowboy. I mean, I would say that it, this is almost a negative for Rodgers. I would say he's the most petty, petty athlete I've ever seen he's when it comes to his petty. personal stuff, the media. To the point where nobody can... He's so bad. I mean, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, he won't talk to his brother because of a bad comment of The Bachelor. Or Bachelorette, whatever it is. I don't know how they name that show. <laughs> he won't... He doesn't talk to his family about Christmas gifts. He won't accept a Christmas gift from his family. He refused to speak to them. Because they made him mad one time. Like, if you just anger him, I feel like he'll drop away and be like, I'm done with you. As long as I take care of my family... Or my initial friend group, which is his family. I think his real family now is his former Packers, right? Yeah. Like, he's bigger He's bigger friends. Like, he takes um, A.J. Hawk and all his former teammates to the Derby, not his current teammates. He kind of has this group of people that like him. So, I feel like Rogers would be like, yeah, I'm not a Packer. These guys are my teammates. I, I mean, the uh-huh. probably... MD, said, the M- MD, hold on. MD said, says that, uh, no, MJ was the most petty athlete of all time. He kept Isaiah um, Thomas off the dream team because he didn't shake his hand. We haven't gotten into the last dance, but well, we, they, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so there's more. I love I seeing mean, the fantasy I'm, football I'm account sure. talk about sport, like other sports. Like, that is my favorite thing. Oh, in other all sports, social maybe. Media. Yeah, uh, that's my favorite thing in social media. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure he's the most petty athlete. He came around in like the modern constant coverage era of what he did on the court. So I'm sure there were guys in the 70s who were much worse than MJ. But even classic boxing, imagine what Ali was saying in the, in the ring. 
to those guys as he was winning. Like, there's some petty athletes that were not on camera doing it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ali was pretty fucking petty. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, Rodgers, like, I feel like he'll leave and be like, oh yeah, I played for the Packers. We, we had fun there. <laughs> and he'll just be like, well, do you see it though? Alright, so I feel like if there's any time for Aaron Rodgers to call Tom Brady for a piece of advice, it's right now. But here's why I'm saying this. Hey, Tom, you've been fucking with the internet from an NFL standpoint for a long time now. How can I troll all of these people on social media? Like, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm fucking with everyone on social media right now. I'm building my brand, like... And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting endorsements. Like I'm about to be like, yo, we're about to go somewhere else. We're about to go play somewhere yep. else. Like if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm about to go to LA, and I'm about to push. He's fucking, from there, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to push Herbert to the side. And I'm about to be like, hey, listen, baby boy, let me show you what's really good. Let me show you what's really good. Because I, I, I look. That bad man. Aaron Rodgers, I have always fucking respected. And I respect him even more when he eliminated my Redskins with weak-ass Kirk Cousins underneath center from the goddamn wild card round. I've seen or when he beat the Cowboys with that miracle throw rolling out left, and you're just like, yep. deep down, please, please complete this. Oh, 53-yard uh, field goal? Thank you, Crosby. I've, Call your dad up. Hey, what happened to the Cowboys game? I thought you were going to win that game. That Prescott was your guy. I've seen... This guy win and win and win again. But do you know what has always pissed me off? You are winning in a Packers jersey. And it seems like for some reason with that jersey and that franchise, that franchise can get wins. They can get wins. They can get postseason wins. How often for a franchise that historic and that legendary and that great for them to not be at the pedestal of getting ring after ring after ring after ring after ring is completely astonishing. You good? Oh yeah. He said, "Oh yeah." Like it just it's got dark. No, you're so, good. You're good. Oh, um, but also, I mean, it's also practically snowing, so it's great. Oh shit. <laughs> but I mean, I want to see this man go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Do something great. Go put asses in seats somewhere. Who the fuck really wants to like like when he said the when he said on, on the McAfee show that he wants to finish as a Packer, I thought to myself, who really wants to fucking finish in a cold ass place like fucking Wisconsin? He also said when like, oh, where will you settle down at like after football? He's like, I might own property in Green Bay someday. Like, not even committing long-term. Like, you own a nice little cabin there to fish, you know, and rent out. You will never stay in that cabin. Bro. Brett Favre invested a lot in that city. Oh, he is. Yeah, he is the Packers. He loves it there. But he's also, he's, he also grew up fly fishing from Mississippi, so. <laughs> I mean, that's a different... Completely. Outlook on life, I think. Like exactly, I, I, I just Aaron. Go enjoy life. You got Danica, bro. 
You got fucking Danica Patrick. You think she wants to fucking live in the goddamn cold, bro? I mean, she did, right? She ran indie track forever. So, <laughs> she was... But, yeah. Um, Aaron doesn't seem like the guy that would... I mean, he, even his current teammates, he's not close to. I think no. his best friend in the NFL was a cowboy last year, right? I think. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb, yeah. Yeah, it's his best friend. and they. I mean, he, he probably smiled more in that game like in a 10-second conversation that you've ever seen with his own teammates. They got rid of Jimmy Graham. Every time Aaron Rodgers has something that he likes in Green Bay, he doesn't get it. He's They haven't drafted a fucking skill position since, what, in 15 years? It's sad to see. He went from having Nelson Jennings, well, and Findlay. Findlay retired for neck issues, right? But he was retired by it, a tight end. But those other two left, and you never draft anybody else besides Randall Cobb. MB says Matt LaFour will be fined before Jordan Love takes over. Or will be fired. Will be fired. I'm sorry, fired. I think there's permission there where he's like, yeah, this is going to be bad. We're going to fight through it and give you a chance to them. I think there was an agreement here. So what, what the pickup of Jordan Love tells me is that was something that I think that it was a combination of LaFleur. LaFleur was brought in on it. But I think the the top, the brass, brought LaFleur in. They were like, hey, listen. Um, what what was your, well, first off, what was your, your, what was your end of the season review with Rodgers? Like, how did that work? And I know they started off very rocky about the whole, we're not going to call audibles at the line shit. Bad in the red zone. Yeah. There yeah. you go. They so, made Kitchens look decent in red zone play calling. Which is ugly. Very. But. Very, very. Fucking. But LaFleur and, and Rogers kind of. They, they didn't pu- publicly have as much, you know, push, you know, back and forth as him and McCarthy. But you could see it. You could see it at some points and at certain points. And I think the organization is like, yo, if he's not willing to just, like, back off his fucking ego as a quarterback. And let you do your thing, then you gotta go because you're the problem. Because we've done brought in two fucking guys for you, and you still do nothing but bitch him on and complain. Yeah, yeah. Rogers is one of those guys. I understand why people say he's a bad teammate because he's very demanding. But I think having a young a coach that's younger than him is a big problem because. He's on the field, and you say a quarterback's a coach in the field because the coach can't do it. And if you had a guy with the coach's brain and skill, um, that could physically play quarterback, you would do it, right? I would. Well, he has a coach's brain and plays quarterback with a younger coach. Who do you think is going to win out these arguments right now? That's a hard part for the floor. And he, he's like, oh, I'll get my own guy in there. I'll force him out if I have to. So, dude, I. I, I feel I, I feel I feel bad for Rogers because it's like yeah you're right you know you you you're you're, you're listening to, to to this guy that maybe you feel doesn't have the the experience that you have you're right Rogers reads the field and plays the game you know at the highest level he reads the game as if he was coaching the game um sucks for Rogers Rogers. I hope that you find happiness elsewhere, but I don't think that it's going to be there. I see him playing 
maybe another two years in Green Bay, the second year being where it falls apart, and he's at that point 38, 39. Yeah, it'll be two seasons. Yeah, it'll be exactly two seasons. He will leave in exactly two seasons. Yeah, it won't be good. It will not turn out well for him. I, I don't like either side. I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers should probably leave sooner than later. I don't see his game aging either in, in the defense of the Packers. Oh, MD, we agree. LaFleur has has no claim to play fame exactly other than knowing McVay. Yeah. I think LaFleur can be a good coach. The thing is, as I think he needs to find his identity, and I don't think it's with Rodgers. I don't see any way he can say that this is his team until Rodgers leaves, Amen. which is a problem for him. And that, I mean, he could be a McDaniel's and just fail early and never get another shot if this goes bad for him. Were Were the Packers the biggest losers of the draft? Uh, next topic. Is that the next little segue we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Like, like right. who, who are the biggest winners, biggest losers okay. of the draft? But okay, I mean, the two I, biggest losers, we can do this one quick. Uh, Raiders, because apparently you need a million skill positions to be decently successful. I don't know. And the Packers. Those are my two. Pretty quick. I'm going your Redskins, because you took Chase Young, and you took a pick that has a chance to compete, and if he fails, you, you can't say it's because they were loaded to that position. Every spot you took was needed. And the Browns have the easy pick where they needed their spots, so they just took guys above value that fell. I think the Redskins did well in moving and really getting guys they need and they could potentially play. And Dolphins, man. I, I get two as a risk, but if Tua fails, you have spots that you fill that can help another quarterback if Tua is completely broken down. I don't care if Tua is a bust, honestly. He's a risk. I think he'll be successful, but if he's not, in the end, you filled spots, I think, yeah. with quality players that another quarterback could thrive in. Exactly. So you filled your team out while getting a project quarterback due to his health issues. Yeah, we got we got to look at what's tangible, what's real, what's in front of us. I mean, you know, I'm trying to stretch ourselves out, predicting like, like injuries with two and shit. So I, so I feel that. I feel that. Um. So yeah, no, I, I definitely have the Packers as huge, huge, huge losers during this draft. Um. Me and Jordan Love, we debated back and forth about the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and the reason I felt like they were probably the biggest was just because it didn't feel it didn't feel like they were really in the draft. It didn't feel like they really gave a fuck about the draft, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, their cap be, issue could be screwed as well. I'm not really sure about that. About that. There's yeah. specifically, but maybe they couldn't even afford to take on draft picks at this point, and they had to get out of it. Exactly. I, I think that they just kind of coasted their way through the process. Um, like I said, just, just weren't really giving fuck. Like, Pete Carroll, first round, didn't even know what he was doing or how to work anything. Um, so I say Seattle and, and, and the Packers, obviously. I mean, just that, that Jordan Love pick, not getting any skill positions throughout, like, fucking five rounds. Um, just just so, 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 so bad. Um, you are right though uh, with the Raiders. Arnett was a goddamn reach uh, at corner. They, they, especially with the corners that were on the board at the time, they, they made that reach. So I didn't like that. Um, and then you take three skill positions in a row. What are you doing? And I love Lynn Bowden. He played actually here. He had fifty-seven yeah. touchdowns his senior year, and he had over three thousand yards uh, rushing and receiving in like nine games. 
the dude put up like eight touchdowns a game in the playoffs. And one game he had like 11. But come on. You're nope. drafting him as a running back where you have Jacobs and you have two receivers and he is a mixed you... receiver running back. Where are you going to give these guys playing time? Exactly. And Bowden's out of slot either. You can't throw him there. So you have two receivers you drafted, basically. Which means they're going to cut. They're going to cut. They're going to accidentally cut fresh talent. They're going to fuck up and cut good talent or fresh talent that they don't need to cut. You're pulling a Cleveland Browns by getting a bunch of receivers and getting rid of your line. Literally, what you're doing. Speaking of the Browns, you guys. Good draft, by the way, for the Browns. You just fill needs. It helps when you just don't reach and get needs. You guys have not drafted a top uh, a top receiver coming out of the draft in 15 years. The first fucking receiver that you pay is Rashard Higgins. The first one that you take care of that you have, like, like Rashard Higgins. Yeah, they see something in him. Um, they do, they do. I've, here's the thing with him. He's a slot. He ran a 4-6. He, he's slower on the break. He's definitely a short route, find the hole, pick up speed guy. Um... I think it makes sense for this offense if you're going to have him do that and run the ball a lot because you can give Baker the RPO with him. RPO, yep. Um, other than that, you're, I mean, he's not an outside guy. He won't be. So I would trust you have a use for him and you're going to play him because he, I mean, he has discipline issues as well. He dropped a ball a few times in practice and refused to do the jugs machine. Which, oh, that's the best as a part. receiver. Can you do that as a receiver? If you if you said to your coach in high school, no, I don't want to do it. No. What, what would your coach do? Um, My coach would be like, that's a fucking $1,000 machine. I just fucking told your little bitch ass to get on it. Exactly. Go get on it. Like, my, yeah. my coach Black, Coach Black had no problem with, like, cursing at you. Like, I've had a clipboard thrown at me plenty of times. Yeah. Um, Kitchens, I get it. Discipline issues. Probably one of the worst coaches I've ever seen in my life. To lead, leading players. Um, said... He had to tell these players after, do the drugs machine, and, and Joku's like, do I have to? And Higgins is like, I don't want to. And he had to have a dude film their discipline for dropping balls in practice. It's like, what receiver does that? You just do it during practice, not sit there pouting. Like, Higgins has that issue. That's the reason he's Hollywood Higgins, by the way. Hollywood have, Higgins. That's his name, yeah, out of college. So, they paid him. They have a plan, I hope. Um... Yeah. I loved him two years ago, but I think Baker gave him a good chance to succeed by throwing the ball a lot in short routes. It's a uh, – I mean, I trust Stefanski. He's yeah, going to run the I ball a got, lot. So. I just got auto-drafted, by the way, fucking Baker Mayfield in the league, so I need him to do something. Um, he'll, I think he'll get more touchdowns, um, but the Browns were 19th in, run, in rushing attempts, and um, – up in passing. I think they're going to reverse because Stefanski ran injured. the ball 19th most in the league last year. So I think they're going to, I think the Browns might be like 20, 21 in passing. So you, you have to bank on touchdowns for Baker, which with all quarterbacks, if the court, if, a, if the first guy's open, you have OBJ, Baker will do well. If you can't scheme OBJ open, well, you should get fired as a coach. You should get fired as a coach. <laughs> um, it's a, the Browns do a lot, so I'm iffy on the Browns again. So it's a doggy dog world, but the the dogs, the Browns, the dog pound, um, definitely got a lot of fucking issues that they're gonna figure out. So that's gonna be interesting. But I mean, no, I think I think you guys, 
I think yeah. we killed the draft, by the way. We took guys that are relatively in a spot where they well, can fail fan. and say, we say failed that. because they weren't good enough. We took guys we needed to take to yeah. compete for jobs. You're, you're a Browns fan. You're supposed to say that. You know, I'm a Redskins fan. I'm well, supposed to say that. I mean, we needed safety, corner, linebacker, and line. What impressed me the most? Really quick. What we drafted a tight end for some reason, which I don't love as much, but whatever. Apparently what? he's a talent. I, I love the tight end that we got undrafted. Rookie, free agent, Thaddeus Moss. I am so oh, happy to have someone from the Moss gene pool on our team. And I hope he's not. I hope he, he comes out and balls. Like, I've never Do not wanted... speak Dontrell Hilliard's name here. The dude skips three times when he catches a return and then runs straight forward. He does not. He's the most indecisive guy ever. We... Thaddeus oh, Moss God. is going to be a beast for us, bro. I think he. I'm he... so glad he got. He got picked up, man. I was like, this dude has to get drafted. I think There's he's going to no be way. the starter for for my skins. I think Thaddeus is going to be the starter for my skins at, at tight end, bro. Like, fuck Jeremy Sprinkle. I'm, I'm not a fan of, of Sprinkle. Do not drink the Kool-Aid, GMM. Don't. I didn't last year. I don't this year. I have to see the coaching staff. No, I, no never drink the Browns Kool-Aid again. Last never. year, I got caught up in that It's like shit. the Redskins. Don't do it. Wait till they win. Just no, wait it out. No, fuck wait my till they skins. Win. Fuck my skins right now. Like, all right, so I'm going to be honest. But Chubb, draft Chubb. Everyone else, avoid. All right, I'm going to be honest. Like, the the odds, the, Han Solo always says, don't tell me the odds. But sometimes the odds aren't always in your favor. If you could have a fantasy championship or your real-life football team go to a Super Bowl which one are, are, are you taking? Most oh, people don't get both. Anyone that says they get both all the time, you're probably a Patriots fan. Yeah. Like. I finished uh, three years in a row, man. Second. And I didn't care that much. It was cool. I got money back. Um, I'd rather go to Super Bowl and see some games. Uh, MD says he I, would rather a fantasy championship, saying that as a 49ers fan. Have oh, you, you seen said get your there. Team? You didn't say win. Come on. No, but no, your team sure. win. Would you rather you win a fantasy championship win, or Come or on. your team no win debate. a fantasy champion or your or your your team win a championship or you win a fantasy championship? You can only pick one. Oh, million percent Browns win the Super Bowl. Million percent. Bro, give I mean, me the, no. if the Redskins won a Super Bowl. Give me that all goddamn day. My wife probably Please, is not going to be able to walk forever. To me. Yeah, it's one of those guaranteed, yeah. I Bro. I cannot even, like, oh, cool, I won. We're in a league where we each put in, like, 100 bucks. I get 500. Or I get I get 800, and the other person gets two. Great. Oh, they won the Super Bowl. Oh, wait, the team that can't win a Super Bowl after Jim Brown or a title. They were titles, not Super Bowls, sadly. But they still won, they still won them, by the way. Those are still championships in the 60s. Um, I don't care what anyone says. They count. Um, I would. We, but I, we have I, not I, won a, a title since '67, I believe. So yeah, I, I take a title any second, man. Give so me I already came. I I I've came away with fantasy championships. Um, I am not that selfish of a person. Like, 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 I love my friends. Like, like, I I could give two fucks. If you guys know if I won or not. Like, you guys see my successes on a daily basis. So, like, you know, at that point, like, like me winning a fantasy championship is nothing to me. Like, the Redskins getting a fantasy championship? Oh, God. 
Oh God, I would, I would, I would lose my. Sh- I will take because because here's the thing, I'm gonna have money on my team in the big game. So fuck the money for fantasy football. <laughs> like the money that I have my real life team in a big game like that of the Super Bowl will supersede any fucking pool that I'm in for fantasy football. Oh man, I could tell you where I was in the Cavs one to this day. And it's one of the I was just sitting in my college apartment like on the ground for like three hours. GMM it's says like, he'd rather back. his Niners win. He'd rather his Niners go to the Super Bowl oh, yeah. than him get a fucking Super Bowl. Justin so, says when the, Niners when the Cavs get a Super won Bowl. won that game seven, by the way, it was superstition for me. I didn't believe it. So I was like, they won. That's great. And I was sitting on the like a couch floor area. I was like, well, I was sitting here for so long. I don't know if it's true. I had to sleep on the floor. MD's There's like, no maybe if your franchise ha- reached five Super Bowl wins, you would feel different. But I mean, I'm hearing from real Niners fans, like like real Niners fans over on YouTube. They're like, nah, fuck that. Give me the. Give me the trophy case. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, because here's the thing. Like, I, from a fantasy football standpoint, especially as a fantasy football analyst, one, I'm going to be invited to mad fucking leagues, anyways. I'm going to end up winning one out of the massive amounts of fucking leagues that I'm in. You know, so it, it's not the same me as one person competing and, like, like in these massive, in this maximized amount of odds. You know, um, competing uh, uh, against, like, you know, I may compete against a couple of the fancy analysts, and then we'll have our fans league, and then we're going to have our office league, and then I'm going to play against my friends here in Colorado Springs. I got my friends back in Virginia that I'm playing against. Yeah, for sure. Like, by the time I get done, I'm in fucking 15 to 20 leagues. You know, last year I was in 10 leagues. This year I'm probably anticipated being between 15 to 20 leagues. One, I'm probably not following. I'm only going to follow up on all the leagues. That are, I'm one person. I'm only going to follow up on all the leagues that are most important to me. You know, halfway throughout the season, I'm going to dwindle them down. I'm going to figure out which ones are the most important, which ones I have the best record, which ones I have the best opportunity to go get a championship. I'm going to focus on those, you know. Oh, my gosh. I would give up all my fantasy championships for another Super Bowl win, says Justin. Clock management, fantasy football, representing the Niners. I want my kid. I want. I want to conceive uh, my kids on the night of the Niners win. Oh my god! (laughs) The question is, would he go full Mike Frable and and give it all up? Dude, no one's gonna go full Mike. Full Mike Frable. But Um, yeah, I remember the Cavs won the the Cavs won their title in Game Seven. I literally sat down, like I was sitting on the floor, like this close to the TV, like nervous the whole entire game, and I was just like. So the Cavs won. Cleveland broke the streak right there. I'm not sure, though. I have to sleep here to find out. I had a college class of, like, in five hours the next morning. So I slept on the floor on a pillow because I'm like, this isn't true. I have to sleep on the floor and be right here and watch the game. There's no way this actually happened. <laughs> and I look up, I was like, it happened. And I'm it really happened. Over. But it's fine. <laughs> because the Cavs won, I don't care. I have a physics test in 30 minutes, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, the Cavs just won a, won a championship. Dude, that was so, yeah, lit, I mean, that was I would just say, city. like, I'm not nervous during a fantasy, a fantasy run. Like, I'm like, whatever. If I lose, I lose. Exactly. Yeah, fantasy it's run. Funny. I'm like, I'm gambling at that point. Um, GMM says I definitely get the same gratification when I'm able to help people win their own fantasy championships from my advice. So if I can get back 
and my 49ers win the Super Bowl, life is good. Exactly. Like, as a fantasy analyst, I'm helping a lot of different other people win fantasy championships. So I don't have to have that same gratification of like me winning one because I help someone win one. So if the Redskins could just win one, oh, it eases my heart. And shout out for the two hundred, uh, the, the two hundred tickets, which is like, uh, which is the popcorn on Sportscaster. That don't know hi. Thank you, MD's Fantasy Football over on Sportscaster. Make sure you guys check out MD's Fantasy Football, the uh, Belly Up Network. Uh, I've been showing them a lot of love over on Twitter. I retweet a lot of their stuff. So if I retweet it, you can't beat it. So go ahead. And uh, retweet it. Cheers to me. Cheers to you all the rum boys and girls. What it do. Deli. Deli. Here on Quarantine Radio. Um. So, I mean, I guess that pretty much breaks down, like, our our biggest winners and losers of the draft. We just toss in that, that, that random topic of what would you rather win. You're talking to a Browns fan. This answer is clear. And, and a Redskins fan, as for that matter. I take a playoff run over a fantasy championship at this point. Oh, bro. Me. Let me just win one. Let me just advance one round in the fucking playoff. Bro, if the Redskins ever advance one round into the playoffs, I, I'm fucking, oh my, I, I don't know what I would do. I, 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 hold, I, I don't even, I can't even think of what I would do. Like, what would I do in that scenario? What do I have to do in that scenario? You would have to Stone Cold Steve Austin live stream green skin everywhere around just go. Bro, like, I, I would. And like, have your son to- toss the bruise as well. Bro, my son has a fucking cannon. It's a bet. It's and a get bet. the perfect spin, though. The perfect spin so it spins once and gets enough fizz in there before you yeah. open it. They both explode. It's like gotta get, like, three time. spins. It's gotta get three spins. You gotta get enough fucking, like, fizz yeah. to really stone cold that beer. Like, because when you crack them... That's, that's like the fourth, and then it, the, that fizz comes, you know? And kill the carbonation so it's, you can just take down Ta- real quick. Kind of get the carbonation right out. Yeah. Last topic of the night, ladies and gentlemen. The last dance, which make sure you guys check out the last dance. Um, So first off, before we even get into episode three and four's reactions, Jake. All right. So you know how we work in the fucking sports industry, right? Yeah. <laughs> if we're gonna call it industry right now, we can't. Sadly, it's a. Uh, well, this is one graveyard. of those. This is one of those perks of working in the sports industry. One of my boys, um, has a very close rep in the uh, in the sports film industry. Okay. Um, I am able to view the rest of the last dance. Should I or should I not view it? I mean, go ahead, man. Who cares? It's, it's not cut. It, Might as I, well watch it as soon as you can. Yeah, I have it all, like, fucking uncut, like, everything. Like The shit that they'll eventually release on, on, on like, the DVD box set that everyone's right. gonna get, yeah. like, I'm able to see all of it in advance. Like, I feel so bad. Like, I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm trying to watch it as you guys watch it. At this point, it's going 
like to the point where it's like branching out and it's showing how big of a character Rodman really was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. Just going to the reaction side of it, like yeah. Let's head right if into Rodman it. Rodman did that today. I don't know how he could stay in the league, bro. Here's the thing. The what well, if the last dance doesn't teach you anything? It teaches you that being a fucking celebrity back in the 90s was so much better than this shit right now. Like, now it's like, fuck this person with 200 likes and with fucking couple million follows. Like, cool, you ran to that person at the bar. Imagine running into fucking Michael Jordan at the blackjack table, bro. Imagine running into Dennis Robin and Carmen Electra while you're in some fucking nightclub in Vegas doing your own thing at your own moment, at your own time, and it needs to pop up. In the 90s? In the 90s? Bro, there's no cell phones, so no one can fucking be like, Instagram. Okay, yeah. This well, it makes me feel one thing. Jordan isn't the most entertaining guy in life besides his basketball when he, um, career, right? Imagine having a documentary uncut, no charges can catch on you. Mike Tyson. What happened during his run? Exactly every detail with Fat Joe and Big Pun. Dude. Like, every detail of their nightclub adventures. I want to know. Would you not pay 10 bucks for that? Bro, he, right he now, used to roll with fucking, um, like he used to roll with the one of the fucking Magliano guys, one of the fucking guys from, um, god damn it, man, I wanna, my stepdad used to fucking run with them cats, man, fucking, think, I, dude, I want to see everything they did, every stop they made in the 90s when Mike Tyson was close with, bro, I'm, I'm, a, when I, when I tell you, I'm a, like, I gotta, I gotta figure it out, I gotta talk to my stepdad and be like, hey, yo, like, what are we allowed to talk about and what are we not allowed to talk about on my show, I wanna bring you on my show, like, I just wanna talk. Like, we're going to change it. We're going to take it completely away from sports. Like, we're still going to tie it into sports because you knew a lot of athletes back hey. in the day. Yeah. But, like, bro, like, I want to know, like, because, like, like, during that whole era, like, it, it, there was so much so organic. Like, what people aren't realizing about The Last Dance, there's so much organic shit happening during that era. And the true principle of six, degree, six, six degrees of separation really existed during that time frame. You guys and athletes are more visible then too because yeah they were rec- if you're recognizable you're not planned to be somewhere so people aren't expecting it so they'll freak out more when they see you bro exactly people weren't expecting to see you mobs when you show up at the mall mobs were like a fucking thing then like like, like you would get mob while you're at the mall like you're just trying to fucking go buy a fucking chain and like you got 30 40 50 people around you like being a celebrity back in the 90s was two totally completely different things here in in the 2000s like the level of fame that i can achieve as 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 a rum boy will never compare to the level of of fame that guys back in the 90s were achieving and i'm gonna drop examples michael jordan dennis robin you know that whole fucking bulls 1917 um michael jackson was really popping back then prince was still you know doing his thing um god damn who else was really popping during the 90s no carmen lecture she was popping during the 90s um J-Lo was popping during the 90s, and she was on the call. King Griffey Jr., King Griffey Jr., Mark McGuire, um, fuck, I'm drawing blanks, Deion Sanders, 
Dion. Okay, well, this is, we could probably start this here, and he's probably the worst artist ever. Look what the 90s did to Aaron Carter. Yeah, Aaron Carter, Nick Carter, NSYNC, fucking Backstreet Boys. Like, being a celebrity oh, in the yeah, fucking Nick 90s. Carter stuff's coming out now, but it's not good. Yeah. Like, he's been accused by people. It's like, really? I'm not surprised by this, but it took this long for people to admit that you were an 18-year-old superstar idiot. Like, Bro. I assumed you were, but it's fine. The 90s, the 90s were so much colder, bro. Like, the 90s, honestly, especially for the young cats out there, when y'all see them social media posts about, like, how y'all's 2000 kids can't fuck with us 90s kids, that's really real. And the last dance is bringing back a lot of the memories that I had as a kid that I grew up watching. Bro, I even watched I even watched that documentary the other night on Netflix, Waco. You seen that shit? I'm not. I'm actually watching one thing though. You should. Um, the last lap, Nipsey Hustle. Okay, bet. I'm a, I'm gonna check out that Nipsey for sure, for sure, for sure, bro. Yo, check out for, Waco. For release today. Yo, oh. check out Waco. Did you know that our own country broke the Geneva Convention on our own soil? <laughs> I think I might have heard that. I never believed it. Bro, the Actually. Waco... So the whole Waco thing, really quick, like, it was supposed to be, um... It was supposed to be... Like, what what we were taught in history books was that... It was a mass suicide. It was a cult mass suicide. Well, yeah. I just found out... This is the second time that I found out... The bodies were tested for poison. No, the body... No, I... They... Whatever. The footage got leaked. The footage finally and shit and everything got leaked. Them motherfuckers CS gassed them out of the got. They they were trying to get them to flood the building after like a 57 day standoff, like a damn near 60 day standoff. Go to get mommy to charge you. Thank you. Um, after like a 57 day standoff, they had CS gassed them. CS gases, it. You can't do that. Like, so, so for everyone that knows, like, I've been through a gas chamber being, you know, private, private military. They give you that shit in basic training so that your body adapts to it and that you know what it's like. And that shit fucking sucks. And you're in there for, like, 30 seconds. These motherfuckers are in there for, like, minutes. Like, what was probably minutes in real life was probably, like, fucking felt like hours to them. Because what felt like 30 seconds to me felt like goddamn like 30 minutes i mean you know so i mean bro it was crazy you gotta check out that waco joint like and like the fact that our country tried to hide that shit like nah man they all killed themselves they all set themselves on fire were bro so they just set a whole fucking building on fire for no reason like that shit was wild i suggested i'm gonna check out the last lap for sure for sure hey man i watched hunting hitler every episode and almost believed it so, bro, I'm a borderline conspiracy guy, yeah. With Tim Kennedy, former UFC fighter. Dude, so, I'm in a fucking like. Here's the thing: I'm in a conspiracies. I'm in a conspiracies that actually fucking make sense. Yeah, well, they know most people who were at the top of that um, group of people who were doing awful things to the Jewish people. I'm not saying the name because you do. Yeah. Um, but were escaped to Argentina and lived a great life. There's no proof Hitler did. But they all used fake names and were tracked back. They're assuming Hitler followed later. Because 
There's pictures of somebody who looks like him as an older version of him with a full beard, like Man. appearance. And they're like, there's no... But my favorite yet production might be The You but, um, for 30 for 30 by far. With all those guys. This is probably a close second. And I don't love ESPN stuff because it's kind of like, you know... It's one of those that takes it away from sports too much for me. Even though, um... I guess Stephen A. was right about Donald Cerrone. <laughs> you see that? That interview with Errol Harani? Yeah, yeah. Not good. He shouldn't have said anything. I don't know why he did that. Wait, hold on. He made Stephen A. sound right, and I don't love that. But how right? Okay, did you hear... What did you hear in your mind, or like, so- kind of like, translate to like, what he meant when he said... Yeah, um, Donald walked in, not Cowboy. It's like, when, when do you know that you weren't really in so, this fight to, like, you know, so go here's for the thing. and win this fight? When, when we were not involved, we just like, two days before I knew it, I was just kind of walking in to do my thing, you know, walk out of there, whatever happens, happens. It's like, well, you knew two days ahead of time you weren't into the fight. Like, I feel like you quit two days before a fight, and I don't love this. And it's one of those things where it's like... He- pretty much did that in that and he knew that and we saw that in his so performance so Stephen I, A not... was wrong by saying once he got hit he gave up no he gave up two days before and he made a non-MMA guy he's the still, most right guy in journalism he still because he's he still, quit before you guys thought he quit he quit before he thought he quit it was so visible it was so visible it was so visible it was just so visible and that's the thing it was and just it was so like, uh, well you saw that 12 billion dollar payday and probably like cool take my kids call it and but it did bother me, and I was like, dude, if you're going to say that, you shouldn't have gone on a show, because this looks bad for every person who defended you, because you confirmed everything Stephen A. said, and more by saying, oh yeah, two days before the fight, I knew, I just didn't care. Well, you're honest to a fault, because now everyone has to apologize to a, the most right person in journalism, which, Stephen A. is not a journalist anymore, I can't say it anymore. He's, he's a first take, yeah, hot take. he's a first take analyst. He buries the Bengals for being a trash losing organization. It's like, dude, they made the playoffs more than your Giants recently. Like, and I was like, you made him right. Please don't make him right. By the way, speaking of sports coverage, before we get head out of here, how about the mass exodus of uh, potential ESPN personalities? Will Kane is leaving for Fox News again. He's doing his attorney thing again. Uh, Levitar is having issues with management. Stephen A. left ESPN already for the on the radio side of things, doing his independent thing. They've lost their three biggest. They're going to lose their three biggest hosts probably in the next six so, months. Here's the thing: everyone's figuring out this independent dollar because all the independent people figured out the independent dollar. So now they want the independent dollar. So honestly, I'm gonna send out kind of like a warning shot. All y'all stepping down and trying to step on, step into our world. Be careful. We've been doing this. You may have the software, you may have the tech, you may have all the fancy mics, all this bullshit. Yep. Look out. We've been doing this, and the real in this industry will eat you alive trying to do what we've already done. Don't try and replicate. Oh, Don't try Steve. and replicate. I want to correct Do your here. thing. Um, Don't try and replicate. He did not leave ESPN. He left the radio. He's doing his own radio. He's on first yeah. take. Yeah. He did not leave ESPN first take. No. But he 
he's his journalism and podcast is separate now. Yeah, the, yeah, people are trying to for, people are trying to designate people are trying ever. to designate designate certain things like like the McAfee and Hawk show are on YouTube, they are not on XM or the Zone anymore because they're not yep, FTC or the Zone. Guarantee yeah. they dropped them. No, nope, like there's they, no way they. I don't. I'm not subscribed anymore because there's no fights, but there's no way they're on the Zone anymore. I'd be shocked. I don't think they're on the zone anymore. Um, I think they dropped that. Um, I think that XM is letting them get away with certain things, and XM is covering some of their violations. And they're like, "Hey, drop a few, you know, f bombs here and there. Say this, say that." Once you started going loose and kind of unleashed Pat McAfee, you went from like three thousand to like nine thousand viewers on YouTube. Oh, dude, who's averaging, metrics, who's like, averaging dude, double digits? If you get nine thousand live viewers, let them do what they want. I don't care. They don't care anymore. They'll pay whatever they yeah. have to. Yeah. So, I mean... Like, you know, that, that that just shows you where the industry is going. So, no, I'm happy that you brought this topic up. That shows you guys where the industry is going. That shows you guys that are listening, you know, what we got to do. We got to keep pushing the envelope. We got to keep keeping people entertained and engaged with our content. Keep spreading the word. Um, we're... we're I, I, we're having fun and we're talking sports and we're dropping our tapes, we're dropping our opinions, we're doing us. Um, we get close to stories. You know, we yep. uh, drop stats. We do everything that that, that that you expect of us. And I promise when the fantasy season is getting really deep and really rolling, we're really going to dive into that shit and really be that ism for you guys, as uh, GMM likes to say. Yeah, I want to shout out the Clock Management Fantasy Football Network. I want to, or Fantasy Football. So shout out the Clock Management Fantasy Football. I want to shout out the GMM Network. Um, I want to shout out our whole staff, RunBoys.com. Like definitely, 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 RunBoys.com. Head to RunBoys.com. Check out every single one of the writers. We have a new piece that just dropped today. AFC South draft, uh, uh, AFC South draft grades. We got the AFC North, I believe, coming soon. We got the NFC draft rates coming soon. Um, all the guys are putting in crazy, crazy overtime um, over there. Yeah, check me out over on the GMM Network. I literally tell my story from beginning to end, front to back. Jake, you did a really good episode over there. That was fucking awesome. I loved it. It was fun, man. It was fun. Your we're episode again, really probably fun. soon. We, we just started, man. Once we were off air, we had an extra hour of conversation. So uh, that's how I like for it to flow. You know, I, I like for you guys I mean, to get to know kept, each other. GM can comment, man. We have more to talk about on that. It's gonna, so, but I mean, you know, we'll be back. Rumboys after dark. Um, we have mock all night 2.0 Saturday night here on this channel, here on this network. Um, check out. All my colleagues, honestly, subscribe to all my colleagues. You can go to the channel section on YouTube. You can click that mug, um, hit that drop down, and you can just one, two, three, subscribe to all of them back to back to back to back to back. It's super easy. Um, damn, Jake, talk to him, man. I feel like I got so much going on. I want to tell the people about it, but like, man, I might just do a separate have, uh, announcement video or some shit. We're going to have some fight news coming up. Uh, Wilder Fury 3, get not the biggest fight anymore, is probably on schedule now. Um, also, three cards in the UFC, only one announced. There's uh, some secret level of knowledge that uh, um, only Dana has on this, but um, 
Dino. We know we have one card coming up, and it's uh, obviously the title fight with Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz coming back from uh, almost three-year layoff, four-year layoff now. Um, obviously, we have the main event that can ruin Habib Tony. So uh, that's going to be watched, maybe hate-watched in a way, too. It is pay-per-view as well, so it's probably going to sell because it's a fight. And um, an underrated one, too. Um, Watterson and Esparza are probably fighting for the number one contender spot at, at uh, 115. So, I mean, I get it. It's an undercard fight. It's a stacked card. So um, people aren't going to care about it as much, but that's going to be a contender fight. And uh, let's think about it. Pettis and uh, Cerrone are aging. Uh, I get it. Cerrone's taking more mileage damage and gotten beaten up recently, especially bad. The motherfucker's old. 36 years old, but 37, yeah. Man, this is a retirement fight. I don't think Dana wants these guys taking more damage. So you might never see these guys again. So, again, undercard fights. Very entertaining. Must see TV right now. I'll let Robbie get back here, but uh, any questions about the fight, the fight cards? Keep going, Jake. All right, all right. But yeah, I mean, this is a huge card. Um, a lot of big names that are older that are probably not going to be seen again in the UFC. And a lot of undercard fights that you would never expect. Um, overall... May 9th, following Wednesday, and the following Saturday are going to be three, day, three days of fights, 36 fights in uh, seven days. So they'll get all the cards they can until they're shut down, and um, it's a big deal. Hell yeah. Um, other than that, god damn it. I hate my laptop. It keeps fucking trying to reload this fucking Windows 10 update. Well, my fan's going off, so if there's air going off, it's my fan. Because. Or mine. It's about to explode, I feel like. Um, but other than that, though, we do love and appreciate you guys. Um, and we greatly appreciate you all. Make sure you guys catch us out. C- catch up with us. Um, Friday, Run Boys at the Dark. Uh, Saturday, we have Mock all night. All hey, night. Hey, viewer, man. Elton John. Huh? The Elton John. Who? Holy new shit. Viewer in the, in the chat. We have an Elton John in here. We've heard your music, and you play piano like a beast. And then, like... <laughs> the, same, the same Elton John. We would love a sponsor. But shit, hey, make sure you guys subscribe to their channel if you are new. If you haven't already, we greatly appreciate all of you. All of you. All the real shit. All the love. All the love and support that comes in through this door. All of you that choose to walk across that plank and step aboard this pirate ship. God damn, we appreciate you. Make sure that you subscribe. You subscribe. You subscribe. Like, just set them vibes. Um, We appreciate you guys. Subscribe to the channel. Like, comment. All that good shit. We are out of here. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. Hold on. Let me pour up one. Hold on. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. All the rump boys and girls, what it do.
dilly dilly. So that dude is a complete troll and a head of troll in one camera because he has literally nothing but the default icon. Oh yeah, as long as he subscribes, I don't care. He can be a troll. <laughs> I mean, it's always weird when you have an icon. Thing. So that's a question. I was like, how active are 